0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Hi, this is Stu Houghton with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? Inside the NFL begins its 45th year in production with a new home, Paramount Plus, and a new analyst, three-time Super Bowl champion and Super Bowl 53 MVP Julian Edelman. Produced by former home Showtime Sports, CBS Sports, and NFL Films, and hosted by James Brown with analyst Phil Simms, both from the NFL Today, Inside the NFL welcomes back analyst six-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Brandon Marshall, and he'll be joined by contributing analysts and Hall of Famers Ray Lewis and Michael Irvin. As Peyton and Eli Manning begin their Monday Night Megacast on ESPN2 with the first three weeks of the season analyzing the game from home, the Inside the NFL crew enjoy and employ new takes on football analysis. In fact, on a season preview media call, Sims, Marshall, and Edelman were in mid-season form as they discussed how social media helps young players learn from the pros while NFL players can see new ways of working out from high school kids.
2: You watch Hard Knocks. you see seen them doing all these moves and the, the shakes and all the things, the skips. Do it again, Phil. Do it again. Do the hit again. <laughs> yeah, baby. Come on. Yeah. Do that thing.
3: Yeah, it that's looks right. really nice, Mr. Sims. That's why you yeah, really
2: yeah, Mr. Sims. But you know what? <laughs> Sims, I would be a, on a field. Shimmy. I would be on a field, Brandon, with kids in high school and college, and they would literally get their phones out and try to imitate Julian you doing all those skips and everything from the slot position. And I just, it's amazing. So it's trickling down so fast. That we got high schoolers trying to imitate the pros and all these extra moves they're making, and I got to tell you, it's unbelievable to watch.
3: Right. So, well, now I think that's a huge reason why the game is getting so much better. I was talking about this with a, a friend of mine that a 14 year old kid can go out and see what we're doing in the off seasons yep. and emulate that and yeah. be a little like field rat and just go out and do all the same drills we're doing at such a young age, so then their artillery is insane. Like, they have all these tools on their tool belt right. that, like, it came naturally to me. Like, I didn't, I didn't practice it. It just happened. But when you have that on your tool belt and you can pull that, that two-step release, that three-step release, that speed release, the top of the routes, all those types of uh, techniques, like, these kids are doing it at such a young age. That's why there's so many – really, really, really good receivers out there right now that have the speed. It's, like, it's, it's different because, like, I was an explosive player. I didn't have the long speed. But then you've you got these guys that are long speed guys that have changed direction, that practice all the techniques mm-hmm. all the time. It's just it's a storm, a perfect storm for a really good football player. And that's what this game's getting. That's why you're seeing these young quarterbacks. I mean, the AFC right now has what? I think the oldest quarterback's big Ben and then after that everyone's under 26. Wow. The AFC, that's insane to me and these guys are good football players and it's it's just that's the evolution of the game because of the information that we're all getting at 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 our fingertips with the phones and with the social media. It's it's just going to keep on snowballing and get better, I think. Jules just
4: you know what I'm saying as well
3: is You
4: know, there's some of our older guys, guys in the league that are learning from middle schoolers and high schoolers, different releases and different techniques. I go out to some of these parks down here in South Florida and I'm seeing these kids do things. I'm like, man, it took me five years to learn that. So I'm actually seeing the opposite as well. And um, to your point. You know, that's why we're seeing when we came in the NFL 2006, 2009, it took time pick up the system. It took time to learn how to beat one-on-one coverage. It took time to figure out how to sit in those zones, cover three, cover four, identifying coverage. But now you're seeing the DK Metcalfs come in early, the the Jerry Judys and um, the kid last year, uh, Justin Jefferson, come in and go for a thousand yards, 10 touchdowns. The game is getting better. And it's because of Access to content and being able to go on social media, you know, Instagram, YouTube, and seeing these workouts by OBJ and AB, et cetera, et cetera.
3: The hands are crazy. Like, just everyone, after OBJ made that one handed catch, now I see like 14 year old kids practicing on jug machines doing these crazy <laughs> catches. And now you're seeing it like, and sometimes it makes me mad because then a kid goes for a one handed catch in a game where he could have had two and he drops the one hand catch. But it, you know, you sound, stop talking like
4: Bill Belichick, man. You're retired. Talk, oh, oh, no, no fun league. We get no one hand catch, be fundamentals. <laughs>
0: Look, All right, look, let's, look, go, look,
2: let's go to our look, next Brandon. question. Let's go. let's go. Yeah, I was going to say, Brandon, that's why you're
0: on 10 teams. We, got, we got a lot of hand swings in
2: it.
1: Thanks, Mr. Sims. In addition to being an analyst on Inside the NFL, Sims also serves as executive producer. In that role, he's looking forward to the 10 Manning megacast, beginning with the Ravens at the Raiders, the Lions at the Packers, and the Eagles at the Cowboys. Marshall and Brown discuss the importance of reaching new audiences through personalities, and Edelman compares Megacast with Nickelodeon's Emmy Award-winning telecast of last season's Bucks-Saints wildcard game.
4: We're in this space right now uh, where people want to see things done a little differently, right? So this is the time to create, this is the time to go out there and try to figure out different ways of, of saying the same things, you know that everyone else is saying but a little differently and maybe the set is a little different phil talked about that right like you know you turn on sports talk tv shows throughout the weekend we're talking about the same stuff and and, and it's competitive and you got to find ways to be able to the, the to be in that conversation but give your point of view um and so i'm excited about this time that we're in right now i'm excited about what we're doing with our show you know adding Jules and his perspective, and. You know, and it's going to be a I, – I might get in trouble if I say this. I don't know if you guys made the announcement, but the set may look a little different, you know. So, you know, we're in a very creative space right now.
2: I think that's what's going on. Everybody's looking for a different platform, lots of things out there. I think about it all the time. You know, what, what's the next big thing? And, you know, the Manning's doing this, of course. They're big names. Peyton's funny. Uh, Eli wants – you know, once you get done playing, you go, okay, now what am I going to do? And I think he – Wants to jump in the fray, too, so that's going to be interesting. I'll try to check it out when I can, and um, Julian, I'll just say this about Julian right now. Hey, love the way you've come on, uh, all that. You're going to fit right in, and just be ready for this. Brandon's always yelling, so I don't know what <laughs> it's, 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 he's going to yell.
0: Hey, Phil, but look, Brandon's not by himself. Julian will need to buy a nice set of headsets, earmuffs, if you will, both of oh, yeah. Ray Lewis, and Michael Urban come, Brandon can handle them well, but the volume and decibel level will go up. But look, in answering the question, uh, honestly, as well, from my perspective, I think with the the, uh, inexhaustible number of shows that are on TV, it is still personality driven. People buy the person. Brandon doesn't mince his words, he calls what he feels, whether it's the popular opinion or not, There are those who are in the Howard Cosell mode uh, mode that people love to hate, but they tune into them. There are others that people have big respect for. They'll tune in as well too. So Julian, it will actually, to the, uh, to the reporter question, it is still personality driven and whether there is some substance being delivered by the personality that they respect and like. Mm -hmm.
3: I think it's super exciting to, uh, to see a different perspective of how to watch games. I thought the Nickelodeon uh, playoff game was awesome because ultimately it's, it's giving the youth our sport and it's kind of dying out at, at with this generation that wants instant satisfaction through social media and any way we can grow our sport is a great thing. So I love the new ideas. I think that's huge for our sport and for what we're going to, what I'm getting into Uh, to bring different perspectives, because ultimately it's about growing the sport.
1: Nate Burleson, who earned an Emmy on that Nickelodeon wildcard game, will be back on the contest this postseason. In addition to his role on the NFL Today, Burleson also traded in his analyst role on NFL Network's Good Morning Football for a seat at the iTable as a co-host of CBS This Morning. The former wide receiver describes evolving into this multi-platform agreement across CBS and NFL Network.
5: I'm blessed. And and I'm thankful uh, to be in the position that I'm in. Uh, You know, I'll take you back almost a decade. I was at the broadcast boot camp and um, ironically, James Brown was there talking to us. And I remember being somewhat of a standout. And um, the people that were running the broadcast boot camp were giving me a pat on the back and telling me, you know, if I wanted to do this one day after I retired, I'd have a chance. Um, But I walked away from that. And let's keep the theme of humility going. Very humble because even though people were telling me I was good I felt like I didn't know a lot there was there was so much about the the art and the craft about being on tv that I didn't know and I used that as motivation Um, a few years later after I retired I walked into the NFL network just an 11 year vet coming in to be an analyst and I remember being in a production meeting and I was saying you know what? so I write poetry. I don't know if you guys know that, you know, I can do some features um, poetically. You know, I feel like we should do more stuff um, out in the streets and we should have these athletes tell more stories. I know we have a podcast division, but I feel like the stories they tell in the green room, they are am- they're amazing. And and you know, what? and also I, I feel like when when we have shows, um, we should really think about uh, bringing in a live audience. This is L.A., we can get stars and, and athletes and influencers to come to the studios And as I'm I'm doing what I'm doing, overly excited, um, like a kid on his first day in school, um, one of the producers was like, hey, just just chill out, man. You you just (laughs) got here. (laughs) Relax for a second, dude. You you don't have a Hall of Fame jacket. You don't have a Super Bowl ring. Um, Respected career, but just you just got here. You're on a day count. okay? so keep that in mind. And um, I thought to myself, okay, I just need to put the work in. Uh, if I put the work in, um, then um, my voice won't seem like a whisper in these rooms. Um, it, it will um, be a resounding voice that they hear. And so many years later, I'm in a position where these ideas um, and these goals of mine are coming into fruition. So um, to answer your question in a very long-winded way, when I retired in 2014, I did have goals of going into daytime, morning TV, even you know, being the new version of Arsenio Hall and doing a nightly show. Um, And now after putting in the work for seven years and learning from individuals like you see here, um, you know, my my time at the NFL um, network has been fantastic. So many people have influenced me and helped me along the way. And I can say the same thing for my time on NFL today. Bill, JB, Phil, boom. Um, These guys are they're like big brothers that teach me um, the ways of the world. They're they're like veterans in the locker room that I can watch and mimic even when they don't know I'm looking at them. Um, So they have helped shape me and put me in position um, to take advantage of this opportunity. So I didn't walk around telling people that I wanted to transition into morning or daytime TV. Um, I just quietly worked and I waited for the door to open. So I was prepared to walk through it.
1: Catch Burleson Monday through Friday, seven to 9 a.m. on CBS This Morning, the NFL Today on Sundays at noon Eastern, and catch the latest episode of Inside the NFL streaming every Tuesday on Paramount Plus throughout the 2021 season to Super Bowl 56. Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes, and find us wherever you get podcasts, including Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V dot com. I'm on Twitter at HOTEM, H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary.
0: AV on YouTube.